This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the sixth minute of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes, Almunia saves, knock out, follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini! I do not believe what I've just seen. Troy Dini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Now, before we get across to Jack, just a last one to just say again before, Jack, I'm going to come across to you. But again, can you tell me for the, for the over-convoluted question, what was this game? What was the score? What was important about it? And who did we play the week before? Once it's that force that it plays into that real strength of Watford High. Kapu, then he makes the run. Kapu goes on. And in the 13th minute. Oh, the days when we had a fit Dini and a fit Kapoo. Who knows that? Never mind. Anyway, let's go transatlantic. Let's swan across and say hello to Jack. Jack, how are you, sir? Well, it is, it's approaching 50 Celsius in a good chunk of the uh, United States. California is experiencing its first ever hurricane, and I find myself agreeing with Uncle Ron. So the world is well and truly <laughs> falling apart. Uh, oh, there you go. There's Jack, everybody. You can't deny it. That's tremendous. So worlds are colliding. Go on then. In, in particular, I do think Ron's, Ron's point about the Stockholm syndrome with this ownership is, is coming true. The moment we lost that game, I found myself thinking, well, it was nice having you, Val. Uh, you might be asked to clean out your desk tomorrow, though. We just seemed off the pace today. I thought I, it almost seemed like the Stoke of old from when they were in the Premier League and were using that sort of Burnley rough-and-tumble style play. I thought that's what they were using against us today. Uh-huh. And we couldn't make our own space. The passes that we tried, just we just couldn't find our own players or they would pinball around too much. And then when they, when Stoke managed to get possession, they, they would send balls forward and I felt like they were given miles of space. And I don't know whether that's due to fatigue from the, the high-intensity system, if they're exerting too much in training, or if, or if the Watford of old is creeping in and they just felt like they could take today off. But it just, uh, it was just one of those no, days. 
it, it's a very valid point. I, we said at the top that, that we didn't seem to be pressing with the same intensity, and I've described it as being on the front foot and in your face, and all of these words kind of work. But the important thing is that you do it as a team or a unit in the area of the ball. I didn't think, in fairness to Bayer, I didn't think he was pressing with the same level of intensity that we've done at home. Uh, but that's not to just say it was just him, because it was everybody in that front six in the first half. We basically yeah. just went, and okay, we're going to drop off. Now, if we're going to do that, and, and teams do so, turn around and go, we're not going to come and squeeze you up here. We're going to perform what's you know often called, commonly called a low block. We're going to drop off into our half, and then we're going to press you. But we didn't do that. We just sat in their half. 10 yards off them and let them play around a little bit. It, for me, the problem wasn't with, and you'll have heard Greg say it was a great defensive performance. I think it, I think in, in the, in terms of defending the penalty box, I think it was, but I think the, it came about the reason they were around our penalty box was we weren't pressing them enough as we had done against QPR and as we had done against Plymouth, etc. Now that is, whilst it's a, a big defensive topic and as, as Justin pointed out, out of the last six halves, we haven't scored for the last five if we're looking at, uh, at, at league football, and that's a reasonable thing to note. We've also only conceded in one of those five halves, but that's fine as well. The pressing up front or pressing high up is also an attacking tactic. It's not just a defensive tactic because you're trying to win the ball higher up and put their, hopefully, shall we say, less technically able players at the back to put them under pressure in the same way as Daniel Backman does occasionally put us under pressure. He's, you, you put him into the comfort zone. I agree with you. I think they got up and in our faces and we didn't do that to them. So I couldn't agree with you more there. Absolutely. Yeah. And obviously I don't think, I don't think much of what happened today was bio's fault. As others have said, the service Agreed. to him was, was quite lacking. A lot of communication issues. I would say, I think, Kone or Shakhtadze would put a pass forward and whoever was on the end of it would have a different idea and would be running in the wrong direction. So that's just good, something you have to work out in training. And then the fullback situation, I think, is is something we need to shore up a little bit. I think Morris and Andrews, they're on the younger end. They'll learn. They'll grow. They just, I think, need more time in training and maybe shouldn't be thrown to the wolves as much as they are in, nice. in these game situations. If we're going to bring in transfers, I'd say fullback is is one of those positions. And although you'd, you'd like the ones we've already signed to to be match fit and ready to go in regards to Healy or Lewis. So it's obviously not much we can do other than just wait and see. But Absolutely. But hey, I've, I've put you in charge of uh, both Giresa and Manga and who knows, maybe Helena Costa as well in terms of where we do. I think it's interesting that if you remember last year in the middle of the year where suddenly it was like if you were a if you were a midfielder somebody snuck into your room in the middle of the night and removed your hamstring it seemed we had about seven out with either hamstrings or well, mainly hamstrings and other things as well and it's amazing how common you get injury crisis in an area because we have we've signed Jamal Lewis but as as Ron said well he's immediately gone into the into the physio bay We've had Morris, we've had, oh, the famous ice cream van is going past my window, everybody, just for those people who take notice of these things. But out of four fullbacks, we've got one fit now. It's just Sod's law. It really is. Fortunately, Ken can fill in. So there's something, there's something. Well, Jack, um, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to see, though, that you're not in a park with a jazz band that you can't seem to get away from the sound of. That, that's, a, that, that's an improvement on last week. Well, speaking of annoying music and uh, ice cream <laughs> trucks, I did have one pass me by yesterday and it was playing rudolph the red-nosed reindeer in august 
this is crazy. This is this is a man who doesn't know his sounds. This is right. Okay, there you go, Ron. Next time you're on, that's your music. That's the way this is going to work. Anybody, anybody who wants to make some suggestions for the music that we should play for Ron, and you can be as tongue in cheek as you like. And Ron, you can make suggestions too, because we'll just do what we want to do. But next time, it's Rudolph. God damn it, Jack. That's brilliant stuff. Thank you, sir. Brilliant, brilliant as always from across the from across the pond. Hi, everyone. It's Nick Wright. You're listening to Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Let's get to speak to Sean, and then we're going to go through some five-word reviews. We're going to find out who's got that Troy Deeney goal. Whoa, Sean, you're somewhere loud. How are you doing? You are right? Oh, we're all right. Have you been to Stoke or have you been to Wickham or something? No, mate, I've got to be honest. I've, I've just literally got out of the car park at Stoke. It, oh, it's wow. taken us well over an hour to just try and even get out. They strategically signpost all the away fans to park to the left. And, of course, it's the furthest industrial estate away. And, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it, it took us literally over an hour to even get to the M6 roundabout. But, yeah, heading back now, mate. I don't. I agree with a lot that's been said. But equally, cool. I really don't think it was that bad today. Worse than last year? Absolute joke. No way was that worse than last year. We look coached. We do look like we have some sort of uh, energy about us. Whether it's the right people in the right positions, debatable, obviously. But Uh I stayed right until the players came off and walked down the tunnel. They were kicking boxes. They were literally, some of them just shaking their heads. They were distraught. You could see that they knew that was a chance today that they should have took. And we didn't get that last year. And I thought today, actually, whether, yes, we made mistakes. Yes, we didn't. Perhaps we looked a bit tactic. The tactics from uh, the manager wasn't the greatest. I don't agree with some of the substitutions, but it, mm-hmm. at least there was some sort of fight there on the pitch. We didn't look like we'd just given up. That's a massive improvement. I am sick to death of, of people pointing fingers at players when there aren't other players to play instead of them. And I think that's a, a big tip of the hat, really, to the two youngsters, Andrews and Morris. Because cool. Morris... Did Morris have a great game today? No, he didn't. He lost two balls in the 50-50s, which he shouldn't. He should have got rid of first. He played a ball down the line, which which went out. But did he have a really bad game? No, he didn't have a really bad game at all. He, people are allowed to not give nine out of tens every week, but as long as they're giving you a hundred percent effort and they are looking to learn, then these boys have got to be blooded. There was no one. I don't, people might not see if they don't see the match live, but in the last two games, Morris has overlapped Martins yep. 20 times and has been fed in zero. Now, when you are when when you're turning down your overlapping fullback or wing back like that to cut in, you've got to understand that he's then got to get back and defend his pocket. That's the length of the pitch. That kid's done it another five times today and has not received one feed. And he's in the right position. He's doing the right things. And you, you, have, to, you have to sometimes just say, look, uh, he's, who else is going there? Semmer didn't do the job today. Semmer went left back. But he, he was left wanting. Very good. 
Very good. No, I've got no problem with defending the uh, defending the young players because they are in their first. How many games has Morris now played? Probably what, maybe a dozen first team games. So the rest he's had is academy level and and or under twenty one. And uh, don't get me wrong, it would have been a good development standard. But he's still learning about this here. And my question Absolutely. was: Is he the player? Is is he the player against QPR or the player against Plymouth, or is he the player today who did? come up against something new but he came up against something new but you know what experience is what you get immediately after you needed it in the first place so he's actually learned something hopefully today in terms of that do we want Jamal Lewis in that position yeah ideally I'm sure and that's where the I think most people are happy with Morris that's that's where the finger needs to be pointed because again we have brought someone in but they're not match fit they're going to end up walking on the pitch five or six games into the season and, and that's the problem. That's the difference of 15 points. And the finger does need to be pointed, but not at Morris for having a weak game or a weak 45 minutes. It needs to be pointed at the Excellent. fact that we have had an, a, a very good Ferreira who would fit into that cutting in middle of the pitch, ball playing, knows where the goal is. And he, he's had the whole preseason with us and he's gone. Andrews has now had six shots from the edge of the area and has hit the blocking man within a metre away six times. That's decision-making for a young lad who is nervous to strike the ball first time. And that's going to happen. But we know there's holes, yes, but we've been let down by the timing again. And and I do agree with Ron where you've you've got to give these boys as much time as possible. There's obviously logistics around it. We're wanting to spend as least money as possible. We're looking for those that are available on freeze. We're looking for those that are now finding after four or five games they're not going to get match time. So they might come to us on loans and things like that. That is astute business, but it's not very good planning when you're five games in. It's a bit like signing someone on the last day of the January window when you've actually played four matches during the January window without that new sign-in. Wonderful stuff. We've actually got some kind of consensus of opinion here because, in fairness, exactly what you just said has been exactly what a lot of the guys there have been saying about it. And the moment we came away from the the Q&A with the, the conversation around he wants to have a full seven-week pre-season, exactly as you just said there, obviously then people are saying, we'll make the signings. You're quite right to, to mention the logistics, the forward especially, because we know that everybody is trying to sign the big tall striker who scores goals and we all know that they're like hen's teeth at this minute in time and the fluctuations that will have happened in in between the conversations that, that both Rich and Wendover had with in the meantime Birmingham suddenly woke up and said well we might like to have a go and it said Mitchell and, and Birmingham have agreed a fee well in the yeah. end he didn't go to Birmingham but everybody was throwing their toys out of the pram because two third party clubs had agreed a fee for a player that we were still also in the mix for he, we haven't got him that, that just goes to show that these things aren't settled immediately. But you're quite right to say that would have been the ideal. That's what people would have wanted. We've not got the ideal, but be patient with the lads we've got. Be patient with the lads who are in there trying to do their best to do, and do a job and support them. You're quite right, sir. Well said. Well said indeed. What else, what else did you take away from the from the Bet365 other than an oat cake? Well, Martins as well. He, he's really got to up his end product because he's starting to get that Girardo syndrome where he seems to be in the right place with space and he looks the part and he's got the touch and he's got the speed and he's got the movement. But it, yes, he forced the save. Yes, 
I, I would argue that half the people in the away end on the edge of the area with no one in front of them should also force a save. But if that's his end product from 15 times in, in, in the gap, in the pocket, cutting in, beating his man, we've got to have more than that because we're not getting the end product there. I also thought Ince, actually, we do remember him losing the ball once, but he's not going to be the overlapping winger with speed anymore. But I thought he looked very astute with his feet. He didn't look like losing the, the ball. He, he picked people out. I thought, I thought he had a decent enough first, first introduction. Dave looks the, looks the danger man, and he looks like he wants to drive on. There's obviously got to be something wrong with Healy. For him not to have got any minutes, proper minutes so far, there's got to be something seriously wrong there. It does seem strange. It does. It, and, and that was the question when Rich man, mentioned, well, why not change shape? Why not do something different? Why not go two up? Why not do something materially different? Ron said, time. And these are all good questions because let's face it, normally, the, normally <laughs> over the last four years, it's been, well, do you think the manager will survive? I think it's much better and much more healthy that we're sitting well, there. Well, the going, loser well, as well. Do, do, what do we think about this guy? Go on. But loser as well. I, I know that someone said he was off the pace today. Well, we walked past three Stoke fans who all said, can't believe they took him off. He was their best player. He was tearing us apart. And you just think, well, I don't really remember him doing anything wrong. I thought he looked quite on the ball today. And to take him off as well, I thought was, I, I, I was starting to smell a, I want to take my three midfielders off on 60 minutes because that is my thing rather than is this, am I taking What's the needed? right player off here? Fantastic. Sean, as ever, sir, a fantastic call. It's wonderful to get to hear from people who have been at the ground and people who have watched it separately, because you're right. Sean's absolutely right. Sometimes you will see a somewhat different game because you're looking at a lot of the things that are done off the ball or off camera, so to speak. And obviously, when you're watching on the telly, you get to see a different, from a huge number of different perspectives. So it's always interesting to get there. So fantastic stuff. Hi, this is Nigel Gibbs, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Let's have a look at some of the five-word reviews. Thank you, as ever, for everybody who, who listens, lurks, contributes, either either verbally or, or in written. It's always good. It's always useful. Paul Holly said, five halves, league football, no goals. That was what was said earlier on. It's absolutely right. Dave Lavender, two very poor sides. Simon Parkins, attitude doesn't prevail over quality. Yeah, well, we talked about that and was the... Well, was it the one moment of quality or was it the one moment of quality that, that came off? Because we mentioned... Check for Dad's day, Dave, whatever we want to call him. We could it have been a pen? Who knows? We had the moment with with Aspria. These, if they go in, they're seen as the moments of quality. If that's the defining difference. But hey, that's what football is. Dave Lavender, huff and puff, all game. Brian Edwards, five words and not enough. Pete, stupefyingly boring throughout. Wasted afternoon. 
interestingly, I flicked over to the Stoke side, and at halftime, they were, I, I think, pretty much, Pete, they paraphrased it. It was an awful advert for championship football. It was one of those. Paul Fiander Turner, trust the manager, not Gino. Ben said, just said, shitheads. Ben, this is frugal in your use of words, but yet, and yet, and yet so economical. And Mikey Abraham said, much better second half performance. Yeah, I think it was a better better second half full stop, even if we did lose. Louis Teixeira, last season's away form returns. Brian Edwards then said, windy afternoon in Stoke loss. Ryan Cripps, we heard from him first thing, we need a fucking striker. I think that was the first question I, I asked you there, Ryan. And then he went, I want a striker. I said, what other two positions? He went, another striker. And now he's adding to that with another fucking striker. There we go. James DJ Haller, James said, nothing to Stoke Watford's firepower. Oh, that's good. I like that very much. Here comes Natasha, queen of the five words. Sunshine, pims, cake equals lovely day. I don't think you've been focusing on the football there, Natasha. It's just a guess. Paul says, sangria hits like no other. Yes, I think Paul was in, Paul, I believe is in Portugal. Justin, no striker equals no goals. Justin, you've been on there and you've, you've still, he's putting in his own five word reviews. Carbs, Alaska said, what happened to the press? Oh yeah, we did. We just dropped off, didn't we? That was what we were talking about earlier on. I agree. When you, from a coaching point of view, you always want to press from the front and you want that press to define how everybody else moves. Because if, if bio presses and everybody else holds off, then he'll just get passed around. And so it does start with the, the furthest man forward. That doesn't always mean it's bio because if it's out on the left or out on the right, then it's got to be the winger doing it and everybody's got to push in and condense the play. And I just don't feel we did that all over the park. Paul Fianna Turner says to no striker this season's right wing back. Don't say that. Allen FC, KMB must start next week. I thought KMB did all right when he came on. He did one of his he did one of his little mini pirouettes. Did everybody see that? Where he, he just kept turning left and he went came out of the ball with three people. Don't know how he did it. Carl Campion says Trenton monkeys will be happy. Well, will they? They turn around because I, I don't know if you noticed this, but Justin was saying, if you listen to the review show, the or rather the preview show, the opposition view with Dave from Wizards of Drivel, if you listen to it, I'm so sorry. But we went on about something. And there's a monkey park near Stoke, which we never knew about. So Justin and I were thrilled with this news. Carl already knew all about it. And Justin's been after trying to get tickets to a monkey park 150 miles away because we mentioned it. I don't think so. Jade says, not worth virus from streaming. Oh, that's true. Oh, no, there's much better ways of doing it than that. I know what you mean. Mark Noly says, a target man scores goals. <sighs> Do they? Does a target man always score goals? Because a target man often has his back to goal. A target man who scores goals is going to cost a fortune. But let's hope we can get one, Mark. Fingers crossed here. Again, Alan FC, WFC says, Andrews, please shoot first time. You heard exactly what Sean said there. Entirely correct, both of you. Brian Edwards, strength in depth saves the season. Silgerman, scrappy, crappy, lackey end product. Very pleasing. Very pleasing, five words. Harry comes on. Can't rely on injury-prone subs. And then in brackets, have one extra word for the one goal he was missing today. I like this. I like this very much. Dr. Dickie Sutton says, no anaesthetic required, patient asleep. Uh, Daniel Lawrence says, uh, the best transfer window ever. <laughs> I think there may be, could be wrong, but there may be some sarcasm in there. Jason Rose, don't invest. You get that. Hampshire Hornet says mid-table tripe. He's just done with with two and a half words because hyphen in there. Willie Eckers like, again. That's the Watford I know. <laughs> Brian Edwards comes back. Hive Live commentary, absolutely awful. Now, did the Hive Live commentary go up and down in terms of volume? Uh, we work in audio and we, let's face it, we're rubbish, but it did seem like Helen and John were going up and down all over the place. Mama Chill says, is it over yet? 
Brian Edwards Pozzo in. <laughs> what? What? Brian Edwards Pozzo in? Oh yeah, Bayo fails to shoot again. I don't think he had that many opportunities to to shoot. To be fair, I don't know. James generally ball says hoot good sign a striker. I like that. I like that very much indeed. Now who we got here? Oh, Lou Orns don't deserve to lose. There you go. You still got another word. I would suggest cauliflower or something like that. It's time to go. Says clock is ticking on manga. Skylar Rose comes in. Well, well done, Skylar. Absolutely paying no attention to five words at all. No effort. Cannot score or create a chance. Bio is beyond rubbish. Where the hell was the game plan? Val ball? Question mark. More like null ball. Must do better. There you go. And a combination of cases as well. Must do better was in uppercase. So that was a bit shouty. Well done. Back to eleven individuals again. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, I think that's. The the thing that was most missing seemed to be that coherence between everybody. But you've seen the people who've been at the game and said, well, actually, they look coached, probably came across more than it did on screen, perhaps. Who knows? Maybe you were there, Zatan. I don't know. You, you may have a different opinion. Stuart Cashmore, we're simply not that good. Golden balls, such a predictable zero defeat. Golden balls, Gino is killing the club. Alan Porteous and Backman are thick. <laughs> well, they both had great games last week. And again, it's almost a bit like Morris. This team, are they as good as they had been for the last, let's say, two weeks in terms of performance and first half of the first game in terms of result? Who knows? Aaron Cruikshank says, Bio can't start next game. Okay, well, most people here have, have, have looked at it and said, well, what service did Bio get? What support did he get? Aaron's looking at it and going, no, nope, I, I want somebody else in there. Question is, do we have the person in the club? And I think the answer is we all know we haven't. So we turn to Mr. Manga and to Helena Costa and Cristiano Giretta and all of those guys and say, look, You've got to put up or shut up, really. Now you've got to go and get someone. Softail, the idea is to score. Matty Rance, check for Dad's A must start against Blackburn. I think I agree with that. I think I really do. Paul McCarthy, Gino, get your checkbook out. That's what I just said. Well done. I wish I got to you first, Paul. I wouldn't have said that load of old nonsense. Robert Hornbu said, still better than last season. Agreed. Sean Pugh said, need arrows pointing towards goal. Yeah, there is that meme, isn't there, of that team who basically got all of the team all of the supporters with the arrows because I think they hadn't scored for seven games. We'll see it. Robert says Monkey Forest was the bollocks. Oh, Robert, did you go? Oh, tell me you were somebody who went to Monkey Forest. I think that's brilliant. It was, it, oh, who knows, who knows. Ben Coleman didn't want an equaliser anyway. Well done. Well done. If anything will get us out of all of this, it's an absolute refusal to look facts in the face and just basically flounce off with things like, well, I didn't want to win anyway. Dylan Shaw, overrun and no plan B. Yeah, that's, is that, is that a fair accusation to, to suggest? I said oh, after QPR, and of course, everybody did throw in the caveat during QPR that saying QPR aren't looking very good. Well, they didn't look very good in our game. That certain different players might provide us with a different plan A and plan B. But today, when it wasn't working, there wasn't really any kind of material change in the area where we needed to go and change the game. We still we finished with the same shape as we began. Bio got no service, says Jim, counter, counteracting the, some of the previous comments there. International Hornet, need a fucking number nine. Good use of the F-word bomb there. Well done, International Hornet. Very pleased to see it. Nick Newland, hey, Nick, says, what forget battered everywhere we... But that's how you get it in with five words. Ben Eaglesfield, Ben says, from start to finish, awful. Ed, we are going to get relegated. Nick Newland back again. Awake until 4 a.m. for what? Now, if you don't know, Nick lives in New Zealand. He really is up at that time. Neil Dean says, defending and passing, fucking shocking. And Big Al says, what a load of sh... 
he censored himself. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but I'm fairly sure he was going to say shit. But who knows? Um, let's go and have a quick look at the long answers. Let's find out who has got the uh, ridiculously elongated quiz answer. Um, and and then we will wrap it up and let you crazy kids go. Here we go. Thank you so much for sticking with us here. Uh, Dave Lavender, why is Healy on the bench and not being used? He is obviously not trusted by the manager. He can't be any worse than what we have, surely. One of the questions we were asking, and Dave's absolutely echoing it there. Brian Edwards gets on to Reese Healy as well. Reese Healy not put on as he has fitness issues. And that's a Valerian Ishmael quote that Brian says, which absolutely confirms the fans' concerned about the squad depth. Carl Campion comes on and said, or if Uncle Ron thinks atmosphere is vile or abysmal, then this is a surefire winner. Oh, I see. oh wow. This is the first suggestion of, I like this, Happiness by Ken Dodd. That's a good one. That's a very good one. We are taking suggestions as to what music we should play next time Uncle Ron comes on. And you can make it as uh, as fun, as happy, as scathing as you wish. And Ron also gets to vote in this as well, which will basically see a, a variety of Morrissey and Smith's uh, items, I imagine. Stephen Atkinson said, out this PM spending a fortune on new school uniform for my daughter, probably still less painful than watching the game. Stephen, I've done that for my son once and it was excruciating, but you're probably right. Paul Fiander Turner says, probably too drunk to, to go live, but my thoughts are thus. Trust in the players, they do want to try. Trust in the coach, but Gino and Scott haven't given him anything near the tools to play a high-press style twice a week. Lack of striker, also embarrassingly obvious. I think, I think, Paul, you may be heavily drunk. Well done, sir, for being, but I think you're probably spot on there. Dave Lavender, what makes it worse is that Stoke were complete and utter shite. Was that a penalty on Dave? It looks Stonewall nailed on to me behind the goal. Well, we talked about it, but not everybody's come on and been. I think that he, he won. Yes, he was looking for it because he pushed the ball to his right. And I think it was Wilmot basically came in and Wilmot, more than made contact from a technical point of view as far as I'm concerned it was a pen I think possibly what happened was the ref thought well you're looking for it and decided not to give it I think if that was in the world of VAR maybe we're looking at it do I want to go back to the world of VAR fuck no definitely not I'd rather lose a game like that than have that monstrosity to us Brian Edwards says the goal was versus Arsenal we win 2-1 got to be the cojones moment Oh, no, it's not the Cajones moment. Brian, so good. It was indeed the Arsenal 2-1 win. But the questions that are still outstanding, we're going down here and we're going to find out who came back with the answers first, are also um, what was important about that game and who had we lost to the week before. Radders says, wow, be careful what you wish for, Watford fans. There could be some, there could be some sarcasm on the way here. First half was good. A draw at Stoke away in the league is a great result. I'm guessing loser is injured because taking him off is madness and expecting the result in the second half, but listening to this is embarrassing hardly. Okay, fair enough. Brian says, Butterfly Man is a liar. He is not the Messiah that some think he is. He also says, Wendover sounded like the Hive Live commentary. There you go, Brian saying you're being positive there. Radder says, play no song, just tell him to fuck off. Now, if you could go and find a song, Radders, that says that, then you can throw that into the mix. That's absolutely fine. You look lost. Talking shit, enough is enough. Me or Ron, you want... 
You want to wait till you're clueless? Okay, all right, whatever. Uncle Ron then said, I can't believe I heard someone who doesn't seem drunk or speaking from a mental institution calling for Keenan Davis to come back. Don't think we need to use that particular phrase, but never mind, Natasha Wright. Hoping the Vic will be our fortress next week. Our Watford family is stronger together, and this all needs to be maintained on the pitch. A striker will not solve all our woes, but fitness, mentality, solidarity will improve us. Alex King says, anything from Florida for Ron would be ideal. Maybe right round. Okay, that's good. But we will be debt free, says Brian, going back to him. Justin adds in, what's, what have you added in there? Oh, he's added something else in there. Let's have a look. Carl Kempion has put, I love a party with a bit of atmosphere by Russ Abbott. That's a good one, but not as good as the not as good as the earlier one. I don't think. I think that was a that was a particularly nice one. Ed says very dismissive of Piddle and Bonnie there, Peter. I just don't know what this relates to. I'm in a Piddle and Bonnie less free world, I'm afraid. Brian Edwards says always a good listener. Oh, thank you, Brian. Alex King says second goal versus Arsenal full time, most statistically unlikely result in the Prem. Millwall game before Alex, you've got it. There is one very important thing about the Arsenal 2-1 win. We will see. Uncle Ron, I hope Wendover isn't driving. I don't, uh, I'm not sure if he is or not. Gary said, didn't watch. I'm in the pub. Well done, Gary. Good choice. Hazel, didn't watch. Went to South End. Uh, is, is that some kind of, is that like going to Coventry? Is, is going to South End now some form of social embarrassment? I'm not sure. But, uh, I guess I'm not. A of... Oh, yeah, whatever. I'll, sorry, I'll, I'll get some. Sorry, Charlie, we have a lot of people who ask to come on. You don't get to come on just straight away. Sorry if you can't wait around. My apologies, but the way it goes. Jack says we need a striker and a DCM as a priority. Then if bringing in depth, a winger and a fullback. Gus, much preferred watching that to 99% of the games last season. People saying, look, no, we've got something different here. Chris DS, any players that came in simply have to have a full preseason and played games this season, fed up with unfit signings that take weeks to get up to speed. A, a great call, an absolutely great call. And it echoes what we were talking about with Sean there when everybody's agreeing. We know we need a number of positions filled. Everybody is frustrated. We're bringing in players with either fitness issues or they haven't had a full preseason and they're having to come up to speed. And therefore, that's what you're going to need. And when they, when you do bring them in, if they have had a preseason elsewhere, you're going to have to trust them. I'm afraid Adam Rowe, dogged performance, no chance. We were pathetic. So Adam, not happy there. Sean Walsh, BBC described it as a bit of a smash and grab result for Stoke. We'll suffer and benefit from these this season. So disappointing, but a loss against a team who will do well. We know we need a number nine. Keep the faith. Nice one, Sean. I like that very much indeed. Like that very much indeed. There we go. Let's have a look. Uh, hi, Charlie. Jesse Hornet, on our way back from Stoke now. What a shower of shit they were today. Strikers needed ASAP. And Sean said, maybe panic, hang the DJ was more appropriate. Now, I'm taking that personally. Well done. Here we go. Irrational, delusional of self-importance from across the pond. Objectivity zero, one, plus the clickbait. Okay, fair enough. Well, you can make a suggestion for yours or for Ron's music. We've got other things there going. But the reason why... The Arsenal, and I'm going to I'm going to be dishing out a couple of points to a couple of people, but we missed it. the The particular goal that that we were talking to a little bit earlier on, which was Troy Deeney's, it was second goal of the game after thirteenth minute. It was Arsenal two one. It was Walter Mazzari who was in charge. We'd had a disgraceful performance in the FA Cup away to Millwall. The following day was GT's funeral. And therefore, Troy Deeney had, by all accounts, walked into the, the dressing room and said, if you're expecting me to go 
today we, we've we've got to turn up, and of course they they did, and 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 so the following day Arsene Wenger turned up, and I think it was. So I think Justin shouted out two one, which isn't the kind of thing you should do on a sorry day. In terms of that, yeah, it was one of those. Look, we're never going to win every game, and when we lose a game, it's not going to be a. There you go, told you. In this, in this, exactly the same way as when we get a win, it can't be a, well, everything's rosy all the time. Um, people have a go with Ron, but he, he turned up and spoke after QPR and said, first half, brilliant, second half, yeah, okay. The whole idea of this thing is simply so that you can, if you've got a point to put across, you can put it across. I apologise for the people who have to wait. Some of you will know how long you have to wait sometimes to get on here because we have a lot of people who put in requests to come in and we try to get to them in chronological order. Simple as that. So there we go. Anyway, have a great Saturday evening. Thank you for for everybody who has contributed either on the five-word review or the long forms, all of the people who've rung in and contributed, and all those who have requested that we haven't got to. Thank you so much. This is all about your opinions rather than anything else. It's still Watford. It's still something where we want the best for the club, which means that the next, what, 11 to 12 days of the transfer window, everybody is going to be pouring over that really minutely really minutely and we will see what happens we will see what happens it might be good It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.